I want to start today's episode with a quote that actually my therapist, of all people, uh, read to me at the end of one of our sessions, and I think it'll be a nice starting point for this episode going forward. The world of living energy will always strive for balance. Several weeks of global yin is an incredible indicator of just how out of balance we have been. Please do not return to your normal routine or lifestyle once we're through this period. Meditate on what you never really needed. Invite in what you have been missing. Let this yin time teach you creativity, something sacred. Let it show you a neighbor that doesn't have the same privileges. This time isn't just a hurdle to jump over and keep running. This is a field of wildflowers asking you to lie down and acknowledge your interconnectedness with every rock, tree, sunrise, star, and human. I'm Alicia Tova, and this is The Freelance Hustle, a podcast about go-getters who ditched the 9-to-5 life and decided to embark on their own business endeavors. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Freelance Hustle. I am your host, Alicia Tova, and I am really excited to get this episode rolling. Uh, I've been a little reluctant to talk about my business so far during COVID. I think mostly because I've just been needing to process it myself. Um, I think a lot of this podcast has been me reflecting on my past business decisions and what's been successful and maybe not so successful and what I've learned and and then share that wisdom with you. And it's been harder to do that as of now since I'm, and like all of you, are, are really going through this together. So I just needed to step back, reassess like how I was feeling, how I was doing with my own business. And truth be told, I already tried recording this last night. Um, that was Sunday night, I tried in so many different ways to talk to you about my experience with COVID and what I've learned so far. And it just ended in me drinking too many glasses of wine and going on tangents. (laughs) So I called up my really trusted, confidant friend, business partner. Her name is Sonia Garrick. You probably recognize her name because she's at the end of all of my credits on this podcast. Um, She has been helping me with my podcast over the last year and just being such a support system to me throughout my growth and my business. And I don't know how much I've talked to all of you about this so far, but I feel like I was hitting this growth spurt from like 2015 to 2019. And all of a sudden, I just kind of plateaued at a spot where like I could not take on any more work or or else I just would drown. Um, And so that's when Sonia really came into the picture and just helped me pick up some of the pieces that I could not do on my own. Sonia is an independent marketing partner that helps follow freelancers like myself with brand messaging, partnerships, project management, and content strategy. She has helped me so tremendously with my business over the last year. And I thought, who better to have on the show today? So welcome, Sonia. 
Thank you, Alicia. That was so nice. And I'm just happy to come on and help. I'm excited to be on the podcast with you. And and honestly, what better episode than for me to be on because this is such an interesting topic for all of us. No one knows how to navigate this, especially freelancers. And even to be honest, I came from a corporate background, so I don't have a lot of freelance friends. So you are also my freelance confidant too. And it's such an interesting territory for freelancers, especially in this time of COVID. So I'm just excited to talk to you and hear about your experience so we can help more people. I've got the questions for you today, so I'm ready. All right, let's, let's hit it. Okay. So the first question, plain and simple, is how has COVID-19 directly impacted your business? So COVID-19 has definitely impacted my business in a few different ways. Um, one, specifically within the wedding industry and just large group events in general, is that we don't really know when things can go back to normal. Um, and, you know, backtrack to March 7th, that was the last wedding that I had done. I was supposed to actually be leaving for India March 13th um, and to shoot a wedding overseas there, which I was super stoked about, but obviously that, you know, dissolved pretty quickly. Um, in a weird sense of the way, though, it I had already planned out like a pretty slow spring for myself calendar wise. So I think in the short term, it has impacted now three of my May weddings, which are all getting pushed back either to later this year or 2021. It has, it's, it's impacted me in ways that I can't even explain yet because I really don't know. Luckily, no one has canceled yet, which I'm really thankful for. But yeah, usually during this time I would be shooting and Sonia, you know this just from my overall schedule, but I usually have anywhere from like three to four shoots on a week. And then, um, you know, starting to ramp up with weddings on the weekends, really starting in May. So right now I'm missing out on about, about 15 to 20 shoots per month right now. And who knows how long that's going to go on for, but I'm actively seeking ways in which I can pivot my business and change so that, yeah, I can be okay for the rest of the year. That's definitely a huge impact on your business because you are dealing with people in person on a day-to-day basis. So Mm -hmm. now from going to that to completely quarantine is a huge shift. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into all that other stuff in my follow-up questions. (laughs) But I also wanted to ask about your studio. How are you feeling about your new studio that you opened, Tova Studios, and how has that changed or in direct relation to COVID? So yeah, for for those of you who don't know, I I signed a studio lease on February 1st. Uh, It's a small studio space in Wicker Park and can't say that the timing was was so great, but here's what I will say. And this is something I keep going back to and what I've always preached on this podcast is that I signed that studio space knowing if I were to have 
zero business takeaways from this space. If it was solely something for me to go to every day, a solace away from my apartment, a place that I can meet couples instead of my apartment or coffee shops, then I knew all in for that one year lease, I wasn't taking such a large risk that it would send me in the red. So just to give you all some context on numbers, because I think people find it really helpful, my rent is 1175, let's call it 1200. So it was about a 14K investment for the year lease. And yeah, hopefully I'm gonna be able to have it back up and running the second half of the year. A lot of the stress actually from the studio was more centered around end of January, beginning of February when I was signing the lease. And since then I've kind of succumbed to it and just have it as a part of my monthly write-off that I'm psychologically well aware of now. So yeah, the studio is doing okay, but it definitely feels empty in there and I can't wait to have people back and it be filled with energy again. I can definitely attest to the decision to renting the studio was not a light one and you put so much thought into that and it definitely was meant to be and that space is gorgeous and I'm excited for you to get back to it and I know that it's probably helping you get through it just knowing that the space is waiting and you've you know made it such a warm environment for other freelance photographers to use so Mm-hmm. I think if anything, it's kind of like a motivation during oh, all this too. Yeah. And I think the only way to look at this is for silver linings. And look, if weddings are going to be cutting back in this year, hey, at least I do have a studio space so I can ramp up one-on-one headshots, corporate headshots, that sort of thing. So um, if anything, I, I actually feel you know, our emotions change on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. But as of today, as of right now, I feel fairly good still about the studio. Check back in a week, though. We'll see. (laughs) Okay, so getting into the next question, going back to when, you know, COVID started coming toward us, which at this point, honestly, it feels like so long ago, when did you start seeing things shift or what happened when you started seeing the warning signs that this pandemic was coming and what made you really take a step back and say, okay, this is real. I need to start really thinking about this and taking action. Well, I think the first day that really it sunk in was Monday, March 9th. And that's when the first country, I believe it was Israel, they closed down all international borders. And that was when I decided to cut off my India trip. I was also shooting a wedding in Mexico City, April 4th. That couple shortly after decided to cancel as well. So that's when it definitely became real. And it also became real to my couples. And I think as business owners and people who are client facing, it's always so crucial that you just touch base with them and let them know that, you know, you're here for them and it'll put them at ease and really, it also put me at ease. So shortly after, once I realized, you know, weddings are going to be getting canceled, this isn't getting better in the short term. I sent out an email to all of my 2020 couples, just letting them know that I was there for them if they needed to reschedule or postpone. Originally, it's stated in my contract that you can postpone or move your wedding date within six months of 
your original date. I also just let them know that if they need to move it to the next fiscal year, that is totally fine and there won't be any additional charges. And I remember saying at the end of that email, you know, of all the things to be stressed about, wedding photography just shouldn't be one of them. So once I sent that email out, I think that's when things felt more real to me and definitely more unsure. And I think, you know, that for, that that's like the first real thing that made it feel real was actually reaching out to your clients and saying, okay, this is affecting me. And you were kind of the change instigator too, mm-hmm. because your clients probably were seeking like, what should I do? Should I be taking action? And because weddings are a huge part of people's lives and you are a big, you're part of the team and making their day. So you handled it really well. And I think in the freelance world, you are a human behind your business and you need to really think, you know, how is the other human on the other side of my business feeling? Because we're all feeling the same. So I think your message and your tone of voice, even in how you reached out to your clients was really smart and comforting and just knowing that you understood and um, were continuing to support them, whether it was through photography or not, was really smart. So speaking of cancellations, when you made that decision to reach out, you know, that message is really important. Do you feel that there's a specific practice or business ethos freelancers should be keeping in mind when making critical decisions for their clients and how they're sharing that with them? Absolutely. I, I, I really do. And I've always felt this way, but And this almost goes back a little bit to the episode I put out last week, which was talking all about client experience. And for me, it's always been as long as you have your clients back and they know you genuinely care about their well-being, then it's all going to come back to you in the end. This is not permanent. This is not forever. And I think a lot of people's true colors will show when they are dealing with a situation like this. And just remember that everyone is struggling in their own way. And by you showing up and being a calm life force to your clients, they'll appreciate it so much. Completely. I love that. So going back to what you said earlier, you were talking a little bit about how your day-to-day has changed during this time. Can you talk a little bit more about your day-to-day? Have you pivoted all with your services? You mentioned you have a couple things in the works. Um, Would love to hear more about, you know, what you're focusing on right now in terms of what you can focus on. Yeah, so I think my day right now is split really into two sections, and one that being like Alicia personal time and Alicia business time. This is such a unique experience that we're all going through. And I do want to say, you know, everyone is having completely different experiences throughout this time. Some of you are in way more unfortunate circumstances than others. And I don't mean to be insensitive when I say, you know, I'm having a great time during quarantine because I know how that sounds. What I really mean to say is I've dedicated a lot of this time to actually shifting away from my business. It reminds me a lot of the early years when I 
was going into freelance. And instead of just diving in and staring at my empty email inbox all day, which is pretty much what is now (laughs) happening to me again, um, I just decided to get offline and create. And that's always something that has really sparked energy within me. Um, Back in 2015, that was working on a farm. And right now, it's learning how to cook healthier and better for myself and actually watercolor painting. And I know for some of you, that's like, well, you're a photographer. That has nothing to do with your business. But it's really helped me stay in a positive and clear mindset. And it's also just helps the day go by faster. Um, And there's just really not so much that I can be doing right now. You know, you shouldn't be out photographing. That's not what this time is made for. There are things that you can actively do in terms of marketing and promotions that can be beneficial to you down the line. For example, me and a colleague of mine, she's a hairstylist here in Chicago. You know, we get so many people reaching out asking for professional headshots. And so we decided to throw a headshot pop up. It's going to be sometime in late July. Tickets are $60 when they're normally $250 for the half hour. And people felt really good about supporting us because they know we're out of work right now, but that they also get a tangible thing at the end of it, which I think is so cool. And we raised, um, you know, our we set our goal for $1,000 on the GoFundMe campaign and we walked away with like $4,500 and we're so grateful for it. And that took probably two to three days worth of getting together all the marketing tools for it and figuring it out logistics. And that's definitely something, you know, examples like that are things that are a really great way to spend your time these days for your business. Other things like rebuilding your website, um, you know, building PDF tools that you feel like you never had had time to in the beginning. Um for me, I'm making a lot of albums for some of my clients. Some people are running print promotions. You know, there's a lot of things you can do that you maybe weren't doing before in your business. So, and and then again, back to the save time for yourself. Like if you need this time to recharge, please do that. And if you need time to be sparking ideas and creativity, like when that inspiration hits, even if it's nine o'clock at night, just go for it. Okay, so taking away how you're using your time right now, what are some examples for freelancers right now and how they should be thinking and feeling during this time to protect their own business and their income? Well, I think there's two ways of looking at it. One is a practical way and one might be more of a holistic way. Um, I think protecting yourself, absolutely reach out to anyone that you know who is an accountant, who is a lawyer, who has a firm understanding of the PPP and EDIL loans. And there's we've become so inundated with so much information. And it is really hard to stay on top of all of it, um, especially for freelancers. I think there's a lot of misleading information about unemployment and the small business loan, the SBA loan. And yeah, it's it's definitely overwhelmed me as well. I will say I've just 
really made my accountant and my dad the people who I look to for information and just to bounce ideas off with. And I encourage you to do the same and make sure that whoever it is you are talking to, that they're a trusted source. And I think this time especially, everyone is so generous with their time. And I imagine that you have someone you know who's a friend of a friend of a friend who um, you know, is really well-versed in everything that's going on right now. So I encourage all of you who are business owners just to take a deeper dive into that. This, and this doesn't mean to be a little bit of tough love, but in my first season when I had my dad on, you know, the thing he preached the most was you have to have at least three months worth of income stashed away if you are a business owner. What if you break your arm and you don't have uh, injury insurance? Or what if something happened in your family and you really need to take some time off? So, of course, this is a unique situation. No one would have seen this coming. But it does make you reevaluate how you're running your business, how you know how much cash flow you have saved away, and really how in control of your bank account you are when it comes to your business. So, I hope this is a bit of a wake up call for people to just know the power in in saving your money and not spending it all and having a good grasp on your finances because Lord knows we all need that right now. And then as far as ways that you can work through this in a more creative and holistic way, this is like has been the most amazing time for me to just explore other parts of my craft and creativity and what I really want to be working on for the year coming up. And painting has just been such an amazing way for me to stay connected to myself and my craft and finding rituals in your day. If you all take away a few rituals, you can really have a stable and calm, calmer mind through all of this. Yeah, something I've been doing every morning is just stretching, like just doing 15 minutes of stretching and it has helped in more ways than I could have ever thought. And things like doing virtual workout classes with friends and catching up with photographers just to see how they're doing and you know, just remember you're not in this alone right now and we're all going through the same thing together. Yes, that was a jam-packed answer with so many good nuggets listening to that all. What have some of your rituals been? During this time, I have been journaling a lot mm. and just trying to work through my feelings during this time. What There's so much in our heads right now, and I'm just getting it all on paper, and I find that to be super helpful. And I've been reading a ton. I've already read three books, and I have like two halfway read already. Amazing. So reading, yeah, words are a huge part of what I do. So I'm just finding some solace in other people's words Mm -hmm. and just checking in on people every day and keeping my body moving too. I love dance workouts, as you know, so I'm just like dancing away in my apartment and playing records, playing at least one record a day. My partner and I have a massive record collection and we never take the time to actually listen to them as frequently as we want. So every day we've been listening to at least one record and really listening to it. That's awesome. I've really enjoyed hearing how other people are spending their time and 
obviously the freelance hustle is not a hustle right now. And it's, it's okay to take time to do other things than work. And I don't think anyone should feel guilty about that at all. No, it is such an interesting time. And I feel, you know, I do feel privileged for have had being smart in the past. So I can kind of quiet, have this quiet time right now and really look at, okay, what are the things I actually like doing and appreciate and take value in on a day-to-day basis. And I think, I hope that coming out of this, we'll all have uncovered a couple of new things about ourselves um, and hold those with us once we're out of this. I just want to end on this, which is staying positive. It really is contagious. And I know you and I check in often and some days you'll say you're great and I'm not so great and other days I'll say I'm great and you're struggling and I think it's really important to check in with colleagues, friends, family and just offer them a bit of silver lining in all of this and I hope today's episode was that for you guys and I think the main takeaway is when you want to be productive, be productive and when you don't feel like it then that's okay too. Um, I just encourage all of you to hopefully come out of this a little lighter and brighter than you were before. I totally agree. Thank you for letting me ask you these questions and for being an example to all of us and giving us a little peek inside your time during this uncertain time. It's really helpful. I can't wait to see you again, give you a big hug, and thanks for coming on the podcast. I know this is not something that you normally do, so I appreciate it. I'm so happy to do it and be here. Thanks, Sonia. Well, that is it for me. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Felt so good to get back on the mic and just share my experience with you guys so far. I feel like I haven't had a present, honest conversation on here for a little while. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I will be back next week for another episode. In the meantime, please, please, please check up on loved ones. Stay safe, stay inside, and just keep a positive attitude because that's all we can really do right now in this time of stagnation. Uh, If you liked this episode, if you love this podcast, if you want more... (laughs) Go ahead, put it on your Instagram story. Tell a friend. I'm only keeping this alive because of you. So please help out uh, any form of recommendation on your end is greatly appreciated. All right, I'll see you back next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.